Authorization required. Captain's log. The impossible has happened. Somewhere along this journey, we'll find a way back. Enter authorization code. We might have just discovered the first stable wormhole known to exist. Our mission is to go forward. It's just begun. There's still much to do. Still so much to learn. Security authorization accepted. Command codes verified. Transfer complete. You're listening to An Hour with the Continuing Committee with your host, Charlie Plain. Ladies and gentlemen, that music can mean only one thing. It is time once again to make it so. I'm Charlie Blaine, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Neil Timmons. Hello, gentlemen and ladies. Neil, how does it feel back feel to be back in the saddle after a long time? It's been a while. It's been an interesting year, both watching the Trek set develop and... and watching the whole season unfold, and in my own personal life, I've gone through a bunch of changes, so it's time to get back into the swing of things and pick ourselves a new assistant designer. All right, so so let's, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is why do, why do make it so 2011? Why go through all this again? And I'm going to answer that question with a question, and the question I have is, did, did you enjoy... Have you enjoyed tacking into the wind, which has been out three weeks now? Have you have you played with it at all? Uh, I haven't played with any of the cards other than the, the draft product, which, uh, by the way, drafting with cards from sets that aren't out yet is really super fun because you get to look at cards that aren't out yet. But anyway, uh, I I keep drooling over about a dozen cards in this set. And I can't wait till the next tournament when I actually get to put something together using the new cards and play with it. Because the whole set just there's so much goodness in this new set. Well, well, tacking into the wind has make it so all over it, and you you could argue that the quality of tacking into the wind, whatever it may be, it seems to be pretty high, is directly responsible. For, uh, make it so is responsible for that because as as I know you know, but I don't know if everybody else knows, last year's winner was uh, Keith Morris, and he worked on what became Tacking Into the Wind, and it's a phenomenal set, and, and Keith turned out to be a phenomenal designer, well-deserving of his win, and I'm sure we'll see him back in the future. So, basically, just just as somebody who's who's been working on designs and knows who's you know knows what a little bit about the behind-the-scenes stuff. The fact that we've this make it so scored us such a prolific assistant designer who ended up working on such a phenomenal set means it was worth trying in. Well, and the the other half of that big huge elephant in the room is uh, we should remind every, uh, everybody who's listening that that this organization is run by volunteers who give up their time, their talents, their monies, their their heart. 
for no other reason than because we like the game. And unfortunately, that doesn't pay well. It's a lot of fun and it's rewarding, but there's, there's no uh, compensation involved. So unfortunately, we do have a little bit of turnover in our volunteer organization. And when that happens, we it's very difficult to replace very talented people. And what better way to find talented people than to look amongst our ranks? Absolutely. And, and I can tell you this, too. A couple other of the participants from Make It So last year have, one way or another, ended up being involved in some design projects. And, and I don't want to name any names yet and, and spoil things that are, are, are unspoiled, but uh, there were a lot of quality people who played Make It So last year, and they will find their way to design eventually. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of those people who didn't make it last year play again and and some new faces. So what are you most looking forward to about Make It So 2011? I, when I, when I uh, won my world's title and started designing my own card, I, I wish I would have gone through Make It So before doing that. Because that was one of the most fun things about Make It So was, was my own self going through the, the, the challenges and what, what, what would I do? And I mean, I didn't really go through all the challenges and design all the cards that the teams did, but, but in my own thought process or mental experiments, thought, oh, wow, that's a pretty fun challenge. If I were in those guys' shoes, what would I do? And you just kind of sit and think through it. And then by the end of the, by the end of the exercise or by the end of the whole Make It So process, I, I did a lot of that. Wow, that was really a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to to, to doing that again because everything about the competition was just a whole bunch of fun to listen to and to and to watch and then to watch the teams and then to battle against each other. So, what do you think were the big mistakes we made last year? Because we've definitely made some changes. So, so let's talk about how the game is going to be different this year. What what, what do you think our mistakes were last year? I think the the voting of the people really showed that phase two was our, I guess, mistake, so to say. Uh, and and we did suffer a little bit of survivor syndrome. Like we did design the competition after survivors, so so we're going to suffer a little bit of that. But but you really watched the first phase. I mean, we had we had oh, 40, 50, 60 votes every every week, and then we get into phase two and we had twelve. And then we get to the end of the competition, and we're back up to 50 or 60. I mean, it was, people really wanted to see the competition kick off, and they really wanted to see who won. And then we gave them the middle. And, and, and nobody kicked. Well, so it dragged on way too long, and there were too long of breaks. You know, we would go sometimes go three weeks between a challenge being done and the results being announced. And and, and that's too inconsistent and too, and too not fun. So we right. have significantly compressed and accelerated the schedule this year in that there really won't be much downtime except for possibly around the holidays. We may take a break around the holidays just so everybody has a chance to do their holiday stuff without stressing out about the competition. But sure. I think the other place where we thought we would, I mean, we really did suffer survivors. What that means is, is that we saw very good, perfectly good candidates kicked out in the early rounds for no other reason than I, somebody was a day late or or somebody didn't 
put something right in a card or or they didn't show up to a meeting or they didn't talk it up in the meeting even if they were in the, I mean just silly trivial things. But unfortunately in, in that early in the competition, those silly trivial things are the only judgment that people have and so that's what you judge on. So we saw I mean I, I, I saw a couple of people who I thought were gonna go far in the competition just just knocked out right in the early rounds. So Hopefully this new format is, is really going to eliminate that completely, because the only people that are going to get eliminated are the people that 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 don't do that for a long time. You just miss one meeting, and you're not going to you're not going to get included just because. Right, and 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 what a perfect example of that was was Ben Hosp, who who eventually won the right to return this year. He he was eliminated real early. And, you know, he, he formed his own team and did all the challenges with the uh, eliminated contestants and, and ended up, you know, earning a shot to come back into the competition. So that, so, yeah. so those are the two main complaints, I think, that everybody had last year. The, the third one was uh, it was all over the front page and it was in everybody's news feeds and this, that, and the other thing. And if you really didn't care about it, you couldn't really avoid it. So... First things first, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing a lot less uh, front page coverage of it. Uh, it won't be in your news feeds. It won't be in the active articles section of your uh, forums. So if you don't care about Make It So, you won't really see Make It So. We, we will have articles on the front page about it, but it won't be uh, two or three a week like it was last year. Uh, and it won't be in your active articles feed. So if you don't care about it, you won't see it. You can, you have to specifically go to the forum to look to read through everything. So what you're trying to say is that basically last year was a big experiment, and we decided that the experiment was a success, but needed changing, altering, and tinkering. And over the last year, uh, our illustrious chairman has done said tinkering and made it an even better competition than it was last year. So we can come up with another set that's good or better than tapping into it. Well, that's the hope. Um, so, real quick, let's run through the changes then. Uh, last year, we, we were, we were going to do 12 contestants, and we ended up uh, wussing out, and not we took all 20 applicants and added a whole extra phase, and that made the contest A, run long, and B, involve too many people. So, we're, 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 we're doing a firm 12 this year. So, three are already in. We'll talk about that in a minute. It means nine people from the community will earn the chance to compete in the game. And we're going to do two teams of six from the get-go. And there will be no weekly elimination. Uh, there'll be two cuts, but there'll be no weekly elimination. So so phase one is six challenges. Each te They're team challenges. So the teams work together, submit cards. Uh, each week you get a challenge, you submit your cards. The public then votes on those cards over the next week. The judges review the cards and make comments, and that results in a composite score. So uh, the two teams we're going to do this year are the Gamma Quadrant and the Delta Quadrant. So the, the Gamma Quadrant might beat the Delta Quadrant uh, 105 to 99. Well, then next week, uh, so, so basically we're going to keep this rolling, though, right? So week right. one, we post the first challenge. They get a week to work on it. Week two. We post the second challenge at the same time that the first challenge is being judged. So then week three, they get the results from the first challenge. We start the judging on the second challenge, and they start work on the third challenge. So 
there's a little bit of loss of feedback there. But to be honest, there's going to be some veterans on each team, presumably. There's going to be advisors for each team, and there's going to be all of the archived results from last year available to look at. So hopefully that is that essential feedback won't be missing. And if there is something urgent, we can the judges can jump in early and say, "Hey, you guys really screwed this up. Keep an eye on it for next for next week." You know. Yeah, and because the teams will be able to look at each other's feedback. So I mean, the just the just the raw feeling people are gonna get the feel of of which team did better, and maybe maybe they'll be wrong, but but you can kind of look and see. Feel as to as to who did better than what, but but that actually shouldn't matter because the teams shouldn't be trying to beat each other. They should be trying to put forth the best product that they can put forth because that's how they're going to get the best score. So seeing that you're behind by a couple of points shouldn't make you make the third set better. You should be already trying to make the third set as best as you can. Well, where you have to be so, careful is in the 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 one uppingness, you know. You you you, right. you can't you have to be careful because if team if the Gamma Quadrant team gets a better score in week one because the public liked their cards because they were more powerful the Delta Quadrant team has to be careful not to make even more powerful cards to try to appeal to the public because that can backfire because then you can make something broken or completely beyond the power curve and then not only will the judges get on you for it but the public could turn on you too. <laughs> So you could end up so you could end up shooting yourself in the foot uh, because you tried to outdo the other team. You know you're really right. The goal is to put up the best the best six cards each week that meet the challenge. But ultimately, it is a competition, and at the end of six challenges, one of the two teams goes on, and one of the two teams is done. So phase one ends and then one team advances and the other team goes home. So there's, there's no best of the worst this year. There's no eliminations. It's basically which team wins the first phase. That team advances to this singles phase and the other team uh, is gone at that point. So not to say that they're, they're done and out because there will be some interesting things to do, but. But that's, that's how we're going to fix the survivor problem where, where people get voted out for arbitrary reasons. Yeah, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be excellent. It also puts a bigger emphasis on the teamwork because you live and die by your team. You know, you might be the, right. the, the a phenomenal designer, but if you're not able to work with a team and your team can't field uh, cogent entries, you might not make it. So anyway, so after that first six challenges, there'll be a brief break while the judging catches up and we do some ceremony. And we'll start phase two. Phase two is four individual challenges. It'll be much the same timeline. Um, and, and the six contestants that were formerly teammates now are competitors. And they will be working individually to meet the challenge. Following okay. me? Yeah, yeah. Are we going to eliminate a person per week? Nope. Or are we going to go and collect a score? All six do all four challenges. And at the end of those four challenges, the top two will continue to the final. And the other four will be done. So, so then they'll, 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 they'll do the final confrontation. Yes, the final confrontation will be... <laughs> the challenge, I'll tell you guys right now, the challenge this year will be exactly the same that it was last year. It's pick your design team, 
make a 15-card product, start to finish, and then sell it to the public and sell it to the judges. And whichever 15-card expansion wins the votes, that person will be the next assistant designer. So, I like it. There will be a few, uh, I'll say, consolation prizes along the way. So it's not like if you do end up on a losing team or if you don't make the finals, you will be out of luck. Uh, but the hope is that to make this entire process much more streamlined, much more efficient, uh, less painful for everybody involved, less waiting, and everybody gets to play, you know. Everybody gets to do six challenges, and then uh, two-thirds of the people get to do four challenges, and then, then the top two get to obviously do the final, so. I've heard a rumor that the Constellation Prize is giving out a car. Not giving out a car. I will dispel that rumor right now. So, so <laughs> unless you're paying for it. So. <laughs> anyway, have you looked at the application? I have. It's it's pretty it's, beefy. Uh, it's, it's pretty big, yeah. But do you, do you think it it? Do you think it honest, gets to I the see root? A lot of radio buttons, and I see a lot of check boxes. I see a lot of questions like, "What is your real name?" Right. So obviously, the first part of it is all biographical stuff, but let's take a look at this, the section in the middle, which is where all those radio buttons are. Right. What, what What's going on there? What What information does that give the selection panel about the candidates? This looks like, actually, well, it, it looks like this this uh, survey is, is, is double-dipping. It's, it's, it's kind of something you do in sociology sometime where you you, you ask people questions about one thing, trying to get them to answer questions that you're not really asking them. And it looks like we're trying to find out where people are sitting as far as what affiliations they want to deal with. What we're also asking is, from, from an actual design standpoint, what affiliations do you think are too strong in the game? I mean, we, we as the, the Continuing committee already kind of have an idea, but it's always good to to quiz people who aren't yourself to see what other people think. And it looks like that's exactly what we're doing. Is we're trying to ask other people, hey, what do you, what, where do you think the game is right now? What, what's going on? Do you, do you think things are too powerful? Do you think things are too weak? Why would you play this affiliation? Why wouldn't you play that one? And in the context of the make it so uh, uh, contest, that's valuable information. But in the context of just game overall game balance, that's Absolutely, and, and I'm going to say that there are no wrong answers. There are certainly answers that will make people raise an eyebrow, but that's why there's, you know, it's not just the the list of radio buttons. There's, you know, you can explain what you're answering and why. Uh, so somebody who says that, for example, Borg are underpowered gets the chance to explain why they think that, or uh, I want to read that. Why they think Dominion is uh, not a technically challenging affiliation to play, they can explain that. And again, there's no wrong answer here. It, it is it is sort of an experiment, like you're saying. I mean, it, it'll give the the selection committee an, an understanding of of your understanding of the game state much better than just a question that says, "What do you think of the game state?" Uh, Certainly, these questions are sort of more sort of mathematical about it, but it also give us a little insight into. The, the applicant's personality because different perspectives are good things. You know, somebody who thinks that 
uh, Bajorans are super fun when nobody else on the design team thinks that isn't a bad thing because Bajorans need cards too and they need to have fun and interesting mechanics. So yeah, Bajorans are people too, you know. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> so that takes us to the end of the application, which is is sort of the the meat and potatoes of the application. This is where you actually have to type a bunch of things. This is where you get to actually write cards. So the first question where you actually get to write a card is choose an affiliation. Uh, Create a personnel for that affiliation that replicates the effect of a bicycle, but within that affiliation's flavor. And a bicycle, for example, is is one of the uh, do something to draw two cards. You know, like a zero right, cost event, yeah. discard a card to draw two type of situation. So, if you're applying, Neil, how, what do you write here? What do you what do you put? What do I write? Um, well, there's there's an affiliation that's very near and dear to my heart. So I would probably uh, write something like uh, it would be a zero cost event uh, that you must command a maneuver event uh, to. to to, to play, and uh, if you command three Klingons, discard a card to draw three cards. Interesting. So it's hard. I mean, you're like you're like do some stuff, but if you do some stuff, it's a little bit better than a standard bicycle card. You know, one that might be interesting was just an interrupt that says, "When you win a battle, draw two cards." So that, that would be interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. You actually get some a flat out card advantage there, but. Uh, there's lots of options. I mean, th- th- this is one of those tricky questions because how many ways are there to make draw two cards interesting? But the answer is quite a few. And yeah, that's the card this, this this is also this is also one of those questions that's multi layered because there's more going on here than do you understand what a bicycle is? And right. ho- hopefully the people that are applying are, are picking up on that. So right. then we're going to ask you to make a mission. Uh, ask you to make a card that's used in any deck, but not something that's automatically included. That's a tough that's, one. That's probably that's the a, hardest one here. That's, this is a very difficult uh, uh, question because I even see unexpected difficulties on this list, and I think unexpected difficulties is not qualified. You think that it is an auto-include? I think... I, um, back, back a long time ago, Decipher started selling foils of unexpected difficulties because they had that one extra card slot and they said, hey, we'll just make it, we'll just make you do and sell it to the public. I bought no less than a dozen of them because I can't get away from putting three copies of that card in almost every single deck I've made. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to not put three copies of that card in because dilemmas are such a, a powerful force in this game and it's so underrated. And those, those, that, that very, very cheap card helps you with dilemmas in such a huge way that it's, it's, it's hard to shed that, that advantage. And all you're gaining is a single card slot. Yep. It costs one card slot, no counters, no anything. That's one card slot and I get a huge dilemma on that. So, so, so obviously there are, uh, debates in, even yeah. amongst the design team about what is an auto-include and what is not. But uh, the the real trouble here is, is coming up with something that's universal enough to be able to put in any deck, but not think, so specific. I think, advantage, I, best, I think the best example here is Energize. 
You can put it in any deck. However, it's not good in some decks. Correct. And if you've got a, a little cadet deck where nobody costs more than two, Energizer is going to help you. It's, it's not going to energize your deck and make it faster. <laughs> so the next one is choose a virtual card, meaning one that was created by the continuing committee. Uh, keep the story, but create a new card. So, so, so what, what virtual card can you think of that you love the story, but hate the card? Oh my gosh. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. That's uh, what I do. That's, that's why the people listen for me to put you on the spot. <laughs> Let's see. One of the virtual cards that I hate, uh, a legendary civilization. That card makes me angry every time I look at it. Okay. Because it, it's, it's, it can be incredibly devastating if you, if, if, if you're not built for it. And, and it's, it's always minimally devastating for the person who's playing it because they build around it. Correct. So that's, so what was going on in that episode? Uh, they kidnapped the children because they couldn't have children. That's right, and that was that was where Wesley was trying to get all the kids back up under the right. Under so, the, so, so you like the story there, but you don't like yeah, the game text. Yeah. So, would you keep it as a mission? Would you make it? Absolutely, I keep it as a mission. I mean, that was that that was the whole the whole episode. But I would I would somehow take off the attack to your your opponent's personnel. Gotcha. And even even like place twelve costs of your personnel under to spend twelve counters on your next turn or something. I, I know mechanically that would be difficult, but but that is something like that. But but just to to attack your your opponent's personnel so violently is is. It really, it, it, this card makes me think about how I build some decks. It, it makes me different, makes it difficult for me to build a deck that is all cost one or zero personnel. Right, well that was, that was kind of the point. <laughs> if you hit this mission, you hit a missions quick. So. So the last question here is arguably the most important one. Because if we get a ton of applicants, meaning, you know, we have nine open spots, so if we end up with like 30 applicants, uh, the first thing we're going to do is show the judges this one right? to narrow it down. Right. So create a new card under the assumption that it will be the only one the judges will see. The card should show off your personality, your skill, and your creativity. Where does your mind go when you see a question like that? <laughs> oh, let's see. How can I make all of you are not cost five points? <laughs> um. All right, all right. I'm really not, I'm really not a sadistic bastard. I just like killing people. All right, so. That's the yeah, application. That's where my mind will be to make a fun battle card that we haven't seen. Well, you'll have to win worlds again. So. Or play Make It So the next time we do it. But then I wouldn't have you as a co-host, and people wouldn't get to listen to our fabulous banter. Yes, you can. <laughs> You don't like you don't like our fabulous banter. I happen to love our fabulous banter. I'm sure our our listeners and guitarists. Okay, so they have to put up with this if they want to listen to that. 
So we talked about the process. We talked about the changes this year. Talked about the application. Applications are due September 9th, by the way, folks. So don't be dilly-dallying too long here. Got about two weeks. Two and a half weeks to put these up. Uh, questions are on the make at Sovord. Uh, we will start giving you some design lessons here soon. Uh, really, really remember that one of the big goals of this is teaching. And I would love it if at the end of the competition, we've taught 12 people how to be designers. And over the next three, four years, those 12 people all join the design team at one point or another. And eventually, oh, eventually one of them take over the design. But, but you know, that's a little ways down the road. So who, let's do some speculation. Who do you think is going to play this year? Who 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 should apply? In your opinion, who who in the community should be applying if they haven't already? Now, now, now I, before before we, I should we have three contestants already locked into the twelve spots. That's Nathan Miracle, known as Gooey Chewy, Cano uh, Hendrickson, Wayne's Last Clone, and Ben Hosp, who is B Hosp. Now those are all returners from last year. Uh, Nathan and Kano were in the finals. They were runner-ups. Uh, Nathan so much so that he his team, the Tulaberry Wine Dominion team, is is currently in playtesting and scheduled for uh, release. It should be so, out soon uh, in the next expansion. I don't know about soon, but in the next expansion. The last expansion just came out. We have been the next expansion should be out for months, especially since uh, I don't know if we've, we've spoiled what the what the big deal about the next expansion is. Well, we haven't uh, yet, so don't so shut up. Uh. Yeah, this going to be fabulous. You guys are going to love it. Anyway, uh, Kana was also runner-up, and then Ben, who, as we said earlier, was eliminated early, but he won the the non-aligned return challenge to guarantee himself. He had the chance to rejoin last year. Uh, we didn't, the judges chose not to do that, but instead gave Ben uh, a spot in this year's competition. And all three of those have accepted their, their positions. So that means we will be taking nine people from our pool of applicants. And when I checked earlier, uh, it's, it's Wednesday evening, uh, Pacific time. We had not yet had nine applicants. So if, if nobody else applies, then everybody will make it in, but, but I wouldn't count on that. I, I expect to get, Another ten or fifteen more applications, but anyway, a lot of time. Who well, who, who should be on that list? Who who should be applying? Who should be on that list? So the the people in my mind that should be on the list are uh, intelligent people who know the game well, who are interested in design, and who are running the problem. So just off the top of my head, there's two guys two two guys that, that come to mind. Uh, I think George Bellows is probably going to apply because. He does a lot of green card uh, He played last year, didn't he? I believe he did, yes. Yeah, everybody who played last year should return, I think. And uh, uh, I think Dan Hammond's got a little bit of a build card bug. Yeah, Dan's good. I, I, I know he's doing a lot already. He, he's doing. He's got a lot of hats that he wears for the community. I don't know if he's got the time to put it on another one, but he... He's demonstrated. He's, he's got that. He's got that engineerish mentality that'll just that will methodically go through things and go through times. So. so, so the biggest I would like to see everybody from last year reapply. Like I said, we we played twenty people last year. 
I would love to see most of them trying out again. Uh, obviously, we won't be able to take 20, but uh, there were a lot of good people from last year that, that either got eliminated too early or, or just got slightly edged out, and they've had a whole year to to learn more and, and re- review everything, and, and hopefully they'll, they'll come back with a vengeance. Um, man, there's just... There's, there's more. I shouldn't have brought this up because there's more people than I can think of who should, who, who should do this. But uh, anybody on the dream card boards who's, who's playing the dream card competitions, should be doing that. Um, my buddy Josh Sheets, Tyler Durden, I think he played last year. He should, he should play. He should apply. Uh, I would love to see anybody who played at Worlds apply. Uh, Al Schaefer. Would be would be really good at this. I don't know if he has the time, but uh, Ed Pigman would be good. Um, yeah, Nathan's yeah. obviously playing, but but Tobias, Tobias would be good. Um, Tobias stayed in my house for a week. Nice. He and I had a had a grand old time after Gen Con. Uh, we played some track, we played some board games, and we went and saw a bunch of stuff in downtown DC, and generally hung out, barbecued, and played games with. Phil would be Phil would be good. I'd love to see what yeah, Jeffrey would do. Jeffrey or yeah, uh, yeah. Darren from down in Florida. He, I know he's been super busy with grad school, but he did really well last year. And uh, I'm pretty sure Keith's brother is playing. Baron Morath, Mark, the other Morris. Uh, uh, not both there's, of them. There's just is he going to wear his crazy Canadian hat again? I don't know. <laughs> there were there were a lot of people. That there are a lot of people that should play, and I would love. I mean, I I will be in agony if I have to wade through forty applications and cut thirty thirty one people. But that'd be really cool because that means there's a lot well, of people out there who let's, have. Let's, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's let, let's see what happens. Sure. So. Basically, I think everybody everybody who has even a remote interest in game design or the game should be applying. Right. It should only take you about an hour to do the application. Except for me. Except for, except for Neil. Take your time on it. Be careful. Uh, if you make a huge mistake, let us know. We might be able to do something about it. Because, you know, it's not like you can go back and change it. Once it's applied, it's submitted, it's submitted. But uh, good well, luck to everybody, okay. basically. That's good. So, yeah. um, we're going to try to get some guests on here for you early. Uh, to talk about their, like, I would like to get Keith on here to talk to you uh, about his experiences in Make It So and his actual experiences in design and how they lined up. Uh, love to get Brad on to talk to you guys about some pitfalls. Um, we're going to be putting up articles on the Make It So forums about things to read and things to look at. So it's going to be an exciting competition, and I'm really looking forward to, to podcasting it with you, Neil, and... Uh, Reviewing sure. cards and, and, and having guest judges on and having contestants on and, and ultimately picking somebody who will join our stables for next year. Okay. We had another wonderful set produced by Anything else on your mind in this early, early podcast? Not so much. It's it's just kind of an intro. Welcome to Make It So uh, 2011. And uh, we'll see what kind of population we can get. and. For uh, for everybody who's listening, stay tuned, and hopefully we'll come up with a fun show and a fun competition. All right, and 
See if I can remember the 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 sign off here. In the immortal I words, no, I got it. I got it. I got all right, it. I'll, I got I'll, it. I'll punt to you, Neil. I got it. I got it. I got it. I went to the store and I bought the machine. I brought it home to fix my shirt. Now I'm gonna make it sail. Wow. I, I don't think that's what we used last year. Oh, you don't know any of those. You're gonna hate it. Uh huh. Well, for now, in the immortal words of Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Make it simple.